live from New York City. It is Cash Call. Dale Archdeacon, Brian Curtis, back for another riveting episode, everybody. We've got, uh, we got like 60 people actually live on the Zoom with us. Um, and you know what's crazy? I'm going to drop this. We have started to do some pre-recorded stuff. We just did a recording with a great uh, broker owner out of Texas who shares some really cool uh, lead gen um, methodologies with us. And we're going to use that. I think it's we're going to drop him on February 5th. Um, and I think that's because I'm going to be traveling for another live speaking gig. Um, I'm here speaking in uh, New York at Inman uh, Connect right now. And so because, because Brian and I are so popular, we have to figure out how to pre-record some some stuff right brian absolutely we'll go with that because of our extreme popularity that's what that's the reason so excellent hey, the demand for the dale and brian stock is very high sir appreciate that appreciate that for sure okay well what do you got for us today dale you got any calls that we're going to listen to or what's yeah, actually so i have a call from uh an agent uh, they're a new client uh it's a new team that's training with my company and uh, so I pulled this call out and actually I want to celebrate. I think he did pretty decent uh, in the discovery thing uh, and we'll, we'll play that. But then uh, we need to then after we say good things about him, I'm going to bring it back and play his intro because it it was not good. So we need to fix that. Perfect. Let me bring my call up here. You know, when you have a million tabs open and then you forget which tab the call actually was on. No, I'm unfortunately very familiar with what you speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens to us all the time, right? Um, hey, let's make sure that, can people chat in? I just want to make sure that they're able to chat. Let's see, we got, yeah, we got a bunch of people watching live. Look at that. Hey, if you guys can chat, chat in. Brian's hair looks amazing today. <laughs> let's see if you're there. Oh, there we go. Awesome. I love Cash Call. Trenton Bowden. What's up, buddy? Love you, too uh excellent brian's hair looks amazing today thank you sarah <laughs> uh all right so let me play this call give me a thumbs up when you can hear it i'm going to jump into sort of uh the first quasi objection that we run into perfect i would say we probably won't be serious about looking for at least until the middle of the year yeah so, and, yeah and if i may ask what's what's um what's what's important about the about the middle of the year Hey, look at that. It's our training. Don't you love I love it when we actually catch it. What's important about the middle of the year? She didn't, he didn't argue, didn't try to change her mind. And he stayed on it. He followed the no, right? Everybody, he followed the no. He's going to ask into it and figure it out. So let's see where it goes. Uh, we're hoping that prices are going to continue to go down. And then um, we're starting, uh, working on starting a family. So we're going to need more space. Got it. So, so, yeah. so the, the, the prices, what you're looking for, um, not the payment love it man he's separating the price from the payment that's awesome the payment is going to be super important okay for the sure. only reason i i ask is because um usually when the prices drop interest is a little higher mm -hmm. so oh, the payments pay, go up your payments go up correct oh, so I right now um just so you know I'll i don't know exactly about all of that but whatever go with it right it made sense to her a lot of people even though rates are are high compared to to last year um there are because there are because there is more inventory the the sellers are actually helping the buyers buy down the, the interest rate so oh how are they how do you do that okay so um, sure so i don't disagree with anything he's saying but i disagree with what he's doing here and here's why 
the buyer didn't bring up interest rate. Why are we potentially creating an objection around interest rate that didn't exist? I think what he's trying to do, he's trying to handle the whole price come down thing. Uh, and, you know, I think he did an okay job at it. Honestly, he had some good questions. Like I pointed out, I think he did an okay job with it. Um, but yeah, I also would have been much more focused on their needs. Like he's not pumping up the needs at all. And she gave us what the need is. They're going to be starting a family. And that's fantastic. That's, that's something to celebrate. So along with what you said, Brian, I think I also would say to him, Hey, you also need to pump up the, the need and the pain. Yeah, I agree. And uh, we'll come back to this. I think, well, you know, let's cover it now. So one of the other things is, um, I can't speak to every market. I don't know this gentleman. I don't know his market, but everything that I've seen across the country as a rule, I'm sure there's exceptions to this, but for the most part, the market has gone up in the last 12 months, not down. And I like this question when somebody says to me, I'm waiting for the market to drop. Out of curiosity, you know, what makes you believe that the, the, the real estate market is going to drop? So, and it's interesting, we had this discussion on role play this morning for, with my team. Price reductions have nothing to do with the market up or down, right? It, it really doesn't, you know, because if I list a house that's worth $400,000 for $500,000, I'm either not going to sell it or I'm going to have to do a price reduction. Now, that wasn't true in 2021. If I listed a house, I sold it. Like, you know, that was, that's all that was. But that's what people, they, it's so funny, people have these short-term memories and they remember what they want. Um, so, but we got to get an idea of what this person's doing. But this person might be, well, I'm not going to, you know, buy a house until the market drops 10%. Well, guess what? You're never going to buy a house. I wouldn't say that, by the way. But ultimately, we've got to figure out where they're at so that we understand do that. And then, you know, here's a great follow-up question. I believe this and this and this. I'm curious, you know, where did you get your information from? And would you like me to share some current market stats with you that have occurred over the last 12 months? Hopefully, the person's going to say, yeah, oh, absolutely. I'd like to know. And we can show them, like, my market, we've had houses, we had uh, cities in our market have a hundred thousand dollar price increase year over year from 2021 to 2022. So, you know, average sales price went from like 408 to, um, to 506. That was the average sales price in one of our, one of our cities. And that 2021, 408, 2022, 506. By the way, I'll say this for all the people who are watching this, you need to know those numbers. Like you were, like you were just waking up in the morning because, how are you going to explain to people the market's going up if you don't know what the numbers are? Oh, it feels the market's gone up quite a bit in the last year. Well, how much has it gone up? Quite a bit. That's not that gives me no legitimacy. If I can come back and show here's the numbers, and by the way, this is what was happening. Interest rates are actually lower now than they were last year, because that's what what I'm seeing, you know. And we're seeing price increases. So what makes you believe that the market's going to crash anytime soon? So yeah. anyway, I, really I also I also like to ask when do you think that will happen? Right? Nice. Whether it's prices coming down, market crashing, going up, whatever it may be. Right? When do you think that's going to happen? Um, because typically people don't know. Uh, all right. Now let's go in. Oh, were you going to say something, Brian? Well, someone put in the chat that in, in some place in Peterborough, Canada, which I'm not familiar with, um, the market has gone down 20% from its peak in March. I believe you. And if that's the case for you, then you need to have a completely different discussion than what Dale and I just said. I, yeah. I can I'll speak to my market, um, you know, and 
by the way, the Canadian market, for whatever reason, seems to be significantly different than the American market. And uh, uh, in, in some respects, it is. We've worked with a lot of Canadian companies over the years, and they have this weird like boom and bust cycle that happens really oddly, right? Where their prices will go up insanely for a certain period of time. And then all of a sudden they they come down like 20 percent, which, you know. Yeah. Uh, Jeff just said it's it's really odd and and in fact it's really hard for them to to then objection handle that kind of stuff right when a buyer's like no dude I'm gonna wait for that twenty dollar or that twenty percent uh, dip again and uh, it's coming it's right so when when you're dealing with that when you have that and they're like oh yeah it happened it happened and then and it happened then and it happened then and I'm gonna wait for it to happen again it's really hard well to argue stuff and so but, but let's have fun with this right because this could happen i don't think it will but this could happen in the united states as well so let me ask you this is it better to buy now or is it better to wait for the market to go back up so if your market is down 20 percent in the last nine months i don't know that it's at the bottom but it's got to be getting close so you know that's another thing to look at and you know what i would do is track those trends to dale's point notice the maximum number percentage that it dropped i would go through and i would see trends and i would suggest that hey you know there's a real good possibility that we're at the bottom of this thing now and so why don't we watch this over the next 30 days see what happens and you know bring some value i agree the market's dropped 20 percent. so i don't want to wait until the market goes back up another 10 percent to buy i want to buy now you know, there's yeah. that old saying, you buy on bad news, sell on good news. So if your market is like Jeff's and it's crashed, congratulations. Now it's time to buy a house. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so, yeah, the other thing I would say, Brian, is that when you're dealing with price up and down, market up and down, number, 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 uh, the biggest thing that you have to do is go back to their motivation. Do they even have the motivation to do it? Because here's yeah. what I'll tell everybody is that when the motivation is high, people will buy or sell at any time at any point in the market, right? So it really just depends. And, and in a lot of these cases, everybody, if you're talking to somebody who's just fixated on uh, price or market, they just might not have the motivation to execute. And at some point, you have to move on and go find the people who are motivated. Because like I said, they are out there in every market, up or down and sideways, there are always buyers and sellers who have the necessity to execute. And you, your skill and your sales and your success is based on how many of those people you can find. Absolutely. And I'll say this, and it's a different way of saying what Dale said, don't fall in love with your buyer. Just because they're qualified and capable and they say that they want to buy doesn't mean they're buyers. So, you know, if, hey, I'm waiting for the market to crash, I'm not saying you don't check in with that person every once in a while, but it's time to go get somebody else. Because at the end of the day, that person's not buying. Um, the other thing I would suggest that we need to get really, really educated on as agents is rent versus own. So if I can buy house X for $300,000 and I can rent house X for $1,500 and I can sit down and do the math, which makes more sense. So we did this today. There's a house that you can rent in my market for $2,000 a month. That same house is for sale for $400,000. What does that mean? That means if you put 10% down, you're going to approximately pay about $300 more a month for that house than you could rent it for. So great question. With that in mind, guys, you know, the is it worth for an extra $300 a month for you to actually own the house and build equity? Or do you feel like it's a better idea for you to rent? Yeah. So 
because I feel like, I don't know about you, Dale, but if it only costs me $300 more a month, I'm going to own the house versus rent it. That's me. But I can't speak to everybody of what they want to do because, you know, that old saying that rents 100% interest. So, you know, if we're looking at approximately a 4% increase over the next 12 months is what the experts are saying, give or take, you know, that same house is going to be worth $415,000 a year from now. If you yeah. rent it, yes, is a year from now, the rent's going to go up and you'll still have no equity. So, you know, if this is something that makes sense for you, let's go take a look at it and see if it fits your needs. Yeah, I mean, real estate is the basis of my own personal wealth. So I am I am very, very strong on real estate. Love it. Uh, let's, I want to help Isaac out. Let's play his intro. Okay, everybody. Please. So, uh, oh, by the way, everybody, I think we've got like 100 people on this call. If you're in New York uh, at Inman and you want to come hang out with me, I'll probably be in the lobby bar uh, somewhere around 4.30 today, by the, way, by the way, 4.30 Eastern. So if you want to stop by, hang out with Uncle Dale, I'll come uh, hang out. Uh, so let's play, let's play Isaac's intro. Hello. Hello, Nicole. May I ask a speaking? Uh, yes, this is Isaac uh, from EXP Realty. And um, the, the reason I'm calling is because we have a, I'm calling an old open house list here, and we have information on a, on a house in West Covina. So I was just wondering if... Okay, so <laughs> several issues here. He just asks her name on an upswing when she answers the phone. Uh, doesn't say who he is. He needs to downswing on the name. Hello, Nicole, or hi, Nicole, match whatever her word is. Downswing on her name and say that he's with the XP Realty. So that's the way it needs to go. And then he said, I'm calling an old uh, open house list. <laughs> so make it more personable. Hey, Brian, this is Dale Archdeacon with EXP Realty. Uh, listen, I, I'm, uh, you came to one of our open houses a while ago. I just wanted to reach out and see if you've purchased anything yet and moved into a new home, right? That's how you want to execute your intro, Isaac. Hopefully you're listening. So you can definitely improve this call from there. And overall, the call ended up being a successful one. You know, he's got a new piece of business here. But, right. you know, even though that that intro didn't, didn't destroy this piece of business for him or lose the piece of business for him, it easily could, right? It could sour this person. Yeah. And, and that's what Dale and I are talking about as we, as we critique all these little things inside this, this is far from a horrible call, right? And obviously he got, he met one of the major objectives of making phone calls and that's to set an appointment. So congratulations to Isaac. That's awesome. And uh, you know, keep up that good work. Um, so, all right. So, let's let's do this um my point was though is we're going to pick apart these things because there are easy buyers like i've had buyers and i'm sure dale has too that i did absolutely nothing right with and somehow still ended up getting a closing right so <laughs> i want you guys to understand the result is what we're looking for but be willing to be critical of yourself and understand that not everybody's going to be a laydown not everybody's going to beg you to go show them a house so yeah just because you got an appointment doesn't mean you had a good call. So go go ahead and answer that question, Dale. Yeah, great question. Julie Holman uh, chatted in and she said, and then Steve said, saw you met Greg and Chelsea. Awesome. Hey, Steve. Um, Julie said, why should stating the name be a downswing? There's a couple of reasons for that, Julie. Because when we're calling people, we need to be assumptive uh, that we know who they are. Okay, so listen to the difference. Ring, ring, Brian. Hello, this is Brian. No, don't say your name. Ring, ring, Brian. Hello. Hello, Brian. Yeah. So every, yeah, <laughs> everybody listening, 
That tells Brian, I don't know who he is. I did it with an upswing. I'm out of control. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I have the right person or not. And Brian's pretty confident he doesn't know who I am, okay? Versus ring, ring. Hello. Hello, Brian. This is Dale Archdeacon with eXp Realty, right? I know who you are. I'm supposed to be on this conversation and I'm authoritative. That's the difference between the downswing and the upswing, Julie. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to add to that. So Todd mentioned that upswing shows no confidence. I, that's a good generalization and it's not hundred percent true, but it's a good generalization. What I will also say is upswing implies question. So that's, it's a, it's a different way to look at it is upswing implies question downswing implies command. And when yeah, I say me, that's how the, that's how the brain interprets it. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, I want to give everybody another demonstration, okay? So, Brian, tell me how, that you have an agent you're going to work with. I have an agent I'm going to work with, though. Oh, you have an agent? Yes. That's a good application <laughs> of, uh, that is part of us unpacking, I have an agent objections. That's a use of the upswing specifically, where you, I do want to imply a question because I want him to explain it. We call that the paraphrase, right? Well, actually, what you're doing is, I'm inviting Brian to give me free information. You know, he yes. says they have an agent they're working with. Oh, you have an agent you're working with? Do it on an upswing and then just stop and see what he says because he's going to give me more important. Sometimes you might just say yes, but that's because that's Brian's personality. And some people will do that. A lot of other people will then give you justification or more information or explain it to you without you having to figure out which questions to ask yeah, and let me say this. If you want to learn one of the most powerful techniques out there, ask a question on a downswing. That yes. is one of the most powerful things that you can do as a salesperson. You know, and I'll just I'll I'll just go to dinner tonight. I can say, hey Dale, uh, pass me the salt, please. Or I can say, Hey Dale, pass me the salt, please. Mm -hmm. Those were the same exact words, but had almost a completely different <laughs> meaning. Sounds like I'm begging him to please pass me the salt because I'm not worthy of it. And the other is pass me the freaking salt, even though there was a question. So uh, Shane, and, oh, sorry, I was going to say Shane Powell wrote, I always thought upswing showed friendliness. I like to hear that it brings more authority when to do a downswing. Yes, Shane, <laughs> it does bring a lot more authority. And in fact, honestly, I'm going to venture a guess that for people like Brian and myself, I personally find it very annoying when somebody talks in upswings. It's like this California thing that some people do. Uh, and I find it pretty annoying, honestly. Uh, what do you think, Brian? I don't love it. Um, I wouldn't go as far as it annoys me. Um, but ultimately, you know, it's funny because, you know, we're what we're functioning right now is the top 25% of stuff that you can do. If you screw up and do an upswing, it's not going to cost you every client that you're talking to. We're oh, not yeah. suggesting. Yeah. But if you want to be more and more persuasive, it's learning these little things. Using an upswing, I almost never use it. I, I appreciate where Dale was saying that he uses it there because he wanted it. He wanted it to be a question that he really was hoping to get some information from. So, you know, how about, you know, would you guys like to go look at some houses this afternoon? Or, hey, would you guys like to go look at some houses this afternoon? Well, I don't know. So somebody else says it totally annoys them too. So it's a really tiny, minute thing. But I can tell you this right now. If you're in rapport with people, when you use a downswing, it'll basically mostly get accepted as a command, as a fact that this is a thing we're supposed to do. And, yeah. you know. My favorite way to think about upswings and downswings, it only works if you have kids, but 
you're not going to do say this to your kid. Hey, would you go clean your room? You're going to say, go clean your room mm-hmm. or right. how about you go clean your room? Like we all how to talk to talk to our kids. Right. And it, yeah. we don't ask that with that upswing tone. We end on a downswing and it's significantly more powerful. And by the way, our kids know, by the way, we go, Hey, would you go clean your room? They might go, no, dad, I'm good. <laughs> you don't sound committed to that, dad. I don't think I'm going to commit to that. Good. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, little things, but it's super, super powerful. Yeah, exactly. I think I will add one thing to that. Uh, when I said that I find it annoying that people talk in upswings, um, that's for me personally, but here's what I would say. Just try to mimic the person that you're talking to. Okay. If they're like upswingy, bubbly, then you don't want to be how I sound right now, like dark and, and downer Dale, you know what I mean? you're you're gonna have to sort of bubbly it up too you're gonna have to be nicer and happier and lighter um so that you can be more like them however always still keeping in the back of your mind that an upswing implies a question and that a downswing implies authority or command like that is just a that's a a fact of nature right yeah so leslie said authoritative and confident but you don't need to be rude sounding either i agree And, and by the way when dale and i are doing these demos we're being extreme. Like I don't go quite that extreme when I talk to clients, but I am going to say, Hey, Dale, I got an idea. Why don't we go look at some houses this weekend? There's nothing rude about that. There's nothing, it, but you know, they're like, yeah, okay, great. And again, cause it comes across as a command, but I could, or I could say, yeah, you want to go look at some houses this weekend? Nope. We're busy. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's just little tiny things that get people to move, move for us. So anyway. Yeah. So, so Dale, it looks like we got about seven minutes left. I've got a relatively short call. Um, and I've got another call too, but why don't I just play that relatively short one and see, uh, see if yeah, we can get some more people. All right, awesome. It's nice. We've actually hit over 100 people. That doesn't happen often. So we're getting some more people who are interested. I think it's that time of the year. So um, let's see. My screen share is loading and there it goes. Okay. All right. I'm going to go ahead and hit play. I'm not going to preview this. We're, we're running short on time. So you guys just get the idea. Correct. Correct. Uh, yeah. I, I wanted to take a tour and I thought it was a 1.30 appointment and we're here and there's nobody here. Huh. So let me let me preface this because this was what just happened. Somebody went on Zillow and saw schedule appointment available, <laughs> hit and then just showed up to the house at one thirty. So ultimately, now we've got an agent who's scrambling because that's not. So it's interesting, and I just wanted to point this out to you. If you're dealing with Zillow leads right now, this seems to be a theme. Like I listened to probably ten calls today, getting ready for cash call. And I want to say three of them, people thought all they had to do was click on show appointment and they were going to get an appointment. That is not how Silva works. So part of that, you know, and you'll we'll listen to how this agent handled it, but you need to be able to have scripting for that. You know, Dale, I really apologize for that. I don't own Zillow, wish I did, but I don't own Zillow and their system. When you click on that, what it's going to do is try and find an agent. Zillow can't show you the house. They are technically a real estate company, but they don't have any local agents here. So they have to reach out to somebody to help do that. So in the future, if you do that, please understand that this is what's, oh, okay. So what I want to do is I want to push that off on that third party that I'm not slacking and not doing my job. This is just not the intent of their system. There's just a little bit of breakdown in it right now, apparently. So, so are they, so, are they, so, was, so was lead, I'm hearing myself. Can you unshare? That's so weird. 
just there we go cool uh so is this like uh where the lead she was created as a lead does it belong to your company like where it gets where you guys are the designated agent and yeah. she thought she had an appointment having never talked to anybody and then she calls in and, and and it gets routed to you guys so here's what happened she went and she filled out the form to, what to, happened right did i lose it she, she went to fill out she filled out the form and said that i will oh. um can you hear me can you hear me dale yeah we're good yeah. now you're back all right so she went and filled out a form and there was a time and she picked 130. Once you do that, what's going to happen is Zillow is going to call this person. They will try multiple times to call this person. And unfortunately, they didn't get her right away. And so she got in her car, drove over to this house, and then they finally got a hold of her. And then they transferred her over to us as a, as a live transfer that Zillow does. So, you know, theoretically, they're calling them right away. And we're getting contact right away, but they don't always answer right away. So they didn't explain it to her and they just passed it to you and you guys had to figure out what was going on and explain it? Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing, you know, uh, and Dale, you and I have talked about this, you know, in the past, like I would get phone calls when I was a Zillow agent back 10, 12, 13 years, 2011. That's how long ago I started as a Zillow agent. And every single person I spoke to assumed I was a listing agent. Oh, yeah. But again, I knew how to handle that. So what my point is, understand that in their new system, people are clicking on stuff and just expecting you to show up. Be like another call I listened to, the person said, well, I, I said I wanted to do it at 1230. How come I can't do it at 1230? Like they got actually a little bit angry about it. So we have to have some scripting and some flexibility around understanding that People don't understand how Zillow works. People doesn't understand how real estate works. And you need to be prepared for that to happen so that you can flex. And, you know, it's not my fault. I, I understand. I don't own Zillow. I wish I did. With that in mind, when you click on that, that's a request to for that time. And then they're reaching out to people like me to help actually fill that request. That is not a guaranteed appointment set. It's a request. Does that make sense, Dale? Oh, okay. Absolutely. By the way, if you don't want to deal with that anymore, why don't we do this? Why don't I set up a time to meet you? And then, then you don't have to even deal with Zillow anymore. And I will help you. And I promise that I can be available a lot more, a lot better than you trying to go through Zillow. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. So now I've just cut Zillow out because I don't want them going back to Zillow and finding another agent or going to realtor.com or going to some other website. This is an opportunity when another company screws up, if you will, it gives us an opportunity to show value. Remember when we all used to dog on this estimate? Oh, you don't want to do that because da 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 You need a real agent to come and look at your house because that estimate can be off 20% in either direction. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Same thing. Hey, their appointment system isn't perfect. Why don't we just cut them out of the loop? You can call me directly. Here's my cell phone. And we're, we're you know, those kind of things show some value because again, Zillow, I, I'm, I'm not anti-Zillow. I buy Zillow leads. What, what I am saying is though that they have some, they have some holes in their system, just like we do. It comes down to automation's great. I'm an automation company like automation, but what really matters in our business is relationships, 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 take that opportunity to show that value. So I'm going to try Dale. For just, we got just another minute to play just a little bit more of this and okay. uh, look like my computer might be trying to freeze up. So if it does, I'll just hit stop. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. For some reason, for some reason, okay. if I talk, I talk um, you're coming out. I'm actually probably like you're, 
I can't be there for an hour. Did you speak with another real estate agent before you went there? Uh, no, I just like pressed on the um, um, Zillow um, app and requested a uh-huh. a time, and it gives you different times. And I pressed on the one thirty. Okay. Um, well, I'm very sorry for that. That uh, there must have been uh, a little bit of confusion there. Someone mm-hmm. should have reached out to you to meet you there to let you in the house. Um, are you able to return back there at three o'clock? Uh, no, it's too far from where I, I live. <laughs> oh man. Oh, it's uh, okay. Is there any way I can do a video? It's okay. Um, okay. Um, is there a is there another time in which I can meet you up there? Maybe another time you'll be in town. Uh, tomorrow or maybe next weekend so anyway um again we're near the near the end of it he handled it okay um he ends up booking a video tour for her via facetime so that's something and uh you know it was it was a good opportunity but again what i'm really trying to point out is this if you're doing zillow leads and i know and everyone watching is you need to be prepared for this because seriously 10 phone calls these happen three different times so this is something that's being a misunderstanding that's going on with the zillow system right now and again i'm not saying it's wrong but we have an opportunity to know how to flex and be appropriate with this and you know all he probably had to say was something to the effect of hey i can do a couple things i can set up an appointment anytime in the future unfortunately that was you know zillow didn't have that appointment available. Oh, or I'd be happy to go do a video tour for you. Which would you work? Which would work better for you? So now I've got that either or kind of slot close thing, and you know whatever works best for that person. So there's there's plenty of opportunities, and it's funny because this is something that happens all the time. You hear people say, "Well, what if this happens?" And you know, um, Homebot, for example, somebody said to me the other day, "Hey, Brian, I don't want to use Homebot. It sent a bad, bad value the other day, and an agent sent me or a client sent me an email said the value wasn't right." That's an amazing opportunity to have a conversation. So you don't just because things don't go always as planned. That's not a bad thing. It gives you an opportunity to have a conversation and then show value. Yeah, it is definitely excellent. All right, we got to end for today, everybody. Uh, Brian's on fire, man. He's just like, you know, bringing the heat today. I hate to cut him off, but you know, we, we do have to, we have to observe the the time limits of the universe for cash call. So thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll be back again next week.